Grace, mercy, and peace unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today's gospel reading is especially appropriate for our confirmands this morning. Jesus prays the high priestly prayer, praying for his glorification as he is about to be crucified, and praying for his disciples, that is his church, that they may be kept in the Father's name and that they may be one. See, Jesus came for a very specific ministry. He came to give eternal life by laying down his life in exchange for yours. His ministry included telling people who the Father is, so that all may know the one true God. Jesus prays, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that the Son may glorify you since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. Jesus, at this moment, is about to be handed over to the authorities by Judas. His glorification is about to take place, his glorification being his death, along with everything that comes with it. His death will open the door to all who believe heaven, because he has been given all authority by the Father. Eternal life is the gift that he brings. In this eternal life, Jesus continues to pray, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. You see, eternal life cannot be given to those who, are, who do not know the one true God. Jesus Christ, who is God and man, has come to let the one true God be known to all the world in his death on the cross. He came preaching, showing the love of the Father. And in showing the love of the Father, he healed. He showed the power of the Father and miracles that he had done. As we will say in just a couple of short weeks in the Athanasian Creed, Whoever desires to be saved must, above all, hold the Catholic faith, that is to say, Christian. And the Catholic faith is this, that we worship one God in Trinity, and Trinity in unity, neither confusing the persons nor dividing the substance. This belief is necessary for salvation because it tells of the one true God that Jesus Christ has made known. And this one true God is the true God of which our confirmants have been taught their entire time in confirmation, as well as their entire upbringing in the home. As all good Christian parents ought to do, they ought to have their child raised in believing that Jesus is the Son of the Father, who with the Holy Spirit is the one true God. There is no salvation apart from him. The name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit is the name that we are all baptized in. It is the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that we confess together with our confirmands that we believe in and worship alone. Today, we ought not just be witnesses of the confirmands' faith, 
but today ought to recall our own faith and our own confirmation from many years ago. After all, the vows that they are making today are not small ones. They're, ad, they're rather quite weighty, if you look at them. Yes, at confirmation we confirm our faith in the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But we confess that the Scriptures are God's inspired word. We confess that we believe that we, what we have been taught in Luther's small catechism is faithful and true. That we would hear the word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully. And yes, that does require weekly and regular church attendance. At confirmation, we vow to live a Christian life and to remain faithful in Christian faith and living until we die. And yes, even in our confirmation vows, we make the vow to suffer all things, even death, rather than fall away from it. Which, yes, that does mean that we are vowing to die as martyrs rather than give up this faith. These are things that we think of adults vowing. And surely these young men and women are vowing to do the same in their confirmation. It ought to inspire us and realign our faith according to our confirmation vows, which are the exact same vows. Such weighty vows need the prayer of not only the church, but of Christ himself. Christ does pray for these confirmands, as well as for his whole church. He prays to the Father, saying, I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. You have belonged to the Father since the day of your baptism. From that day forward, you were not your own, but you were a reflection of your Father in heaven. As Jesus says, I am glorified in them. As parents, we get this, right? We rejoice at the things that our children do well. We smile and cheer as they walk across the graduation stage and receive their diploma. We boast of their athletic abilities and artistic talents. And in the same manner, we can be embarrassed by what our children do. And yes, this may lead us from time to time to apologize for them. Since Jesus is no longer in the world, we are now his representatives as his children. He rejoices in our faithfulness and is sorrowful over our sin. But like any other loving parent, he wants what is best for his children. And nothing is more important than having them kept in his name, the name of which they are baptized in. Jesus prays, Holy Father, keep them in your name which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. Jesus desires to have all his disciples with him. And he keeps them by living, by giving them his word and sacrament to sustain them in faith. God's word and sacraments are used to give unity to confession 
and to strengthen them in faith, to keep them one until the day of his coming. By his word of truth of who he is, and by what he has done and what he has made known, that is what we cling to. That faith is brought in unity to this altar of which we partake of the one true Christ, his very body and blood, confessing him as our Lord and Savior, who is now glorified at the right hand of the Father, with the glory that he had from the beginning. And when our last hour comes, whether by death through natural means or in confessing a faith of a martyr, we will join with him in glory in the presence of the Father in glory forevermore. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. In the peace that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.